RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. The much-anticipated federal budget delivered by Treasurer Josh Frydenberg last week was certainly a big spending one, particularly in relation to aged care and mental health. For commentary, we turn to Michael Waycott, director of the Bongiorno Group, who guides Chris Ashmore through the major takeouts for surgeons. What I've done for the listeners is to just pick out the things that are relevant to them today, and I've paid particular attention on uh, any of the possible tax changes that were announced. There were some significant changes in superannuation and I'll also make mention of some opportunities that uh, I see many of our clients taking up. Well, I suppose let's start with the tax considerations. So with the tax, Chris, it's um, marginal tax rates have remained unchanged from the 2021 financial year. They will be the same in the 2022 financial year that we're about to commence on 1 July 2021. It's going to come around very quickly. One of the other announcements was the low to middle income tax offset that was available in 2021 as a once off will continue to be available in the 2022 year. The other measures that were announced, and we sort of expected this, but the for small business new equipment purchases still doesn't have a cap on that, uh, 100% write-off in your tax return against the income as part of your expenditure. That's been increased to 30 June 2023. And again, just to make mention that it needs to be installed and ready for use by 30 June 2023. So that's any type of equipment that uh, is used to generate income in your practice. Private practice is 100% deductible, which is uh, which is fantastic. So being a tax rate of 47 cents in the dollar, you're effectively, it's costing you 53 cents in the dollar for that new piece of equipment. So a $10,000 piece of equipment after tax, it's costing you 5,300 and you're gonna generate income out of it. So it's really a no brainer. And uh, people will be rushing out to get equipment again between now and 30 June. Uh, it also applies to cars, but you've got to remember that for cars, you've still got your luxury car limit, which is up around 58,000-ish, and uh, that's subject to your business usage as well. So it doesn't apply, Chris. I've had many questions to the $150,000 Range Rover. No, it's up to $58,000 roughly, which is a luxury car limit. Well, nevertheless, it's all very good, the offset. Now, in terms of marginal tax rates, how are we there? Well, it's good news that they haven't been changed. The no levies, um, at some point, I imagine there'll be a, a levy that may be imposed on all taxpayers to you know, perhaps pay for some of the COVID rollout that the government has done with the cash boost and all the measures that uh, kept the country going, I guess, that the Liberal government put through in 2020. But no announcements on that. One other measure for small business is the um, company tax rates will reduce from 26% to 25% at 1 July 2021. So it's, a, you know, it's another discount of 1%, which is always helpful. The Treasurer made some announcements regarding superannuation, some uh, big, big changes there. Yeah, there was. There was a number of really positive changes, uh, the way I read them. No particular order. The removal of the minimum $450 income salary per month before the 9.5% or 10% now 
Super guarantee charge is required to be paid by the employer. That's now been removed. So you earn a dollar, you get superannuation on your dollar, which is going to pump up those superannuation balances of low-income earners. And I think that's terrific uh, for future retirement benefits for those low-income earners. Contribution caps will change, both uh, concessional and non-concessional, from 1 July 21. So the concessional cap at the moment is uh, 25000 That will change to 27500 at 1 July 21. And the non-concessional cap, which is the amount you put into superannuation without claiming a tax deduction, that will increase from 100000 to 110 at 1 July 21, which also means the bring forward rule, which is the bring forward three years into one year. You can put in 330000 in one year instead of 300 currently after 1 July 21. And by triggering that bring forward three years, year two and year three is zero because you've put in three years in one year. So that's terrific news. Some of the other changes which were really positive, there's the, uh, some may remember, there's a downsizer contribution that you were able to get into your superannuation funds which is based on age. So if you turn 65 and you sell the family home, mum and dad could each get in $300,000 into their superannuation fund. It's treated as a downsizer contribution. When it hits the fund, it's not taxed and you needed to be 65. You needed to have that home for 10 years, been living in it for the last 10 years. What Josh announced on budget night was that capture another net and he's dropped the age of qualification from 65 to 60, which is brilliant. And uh, for those listening to this, any opportunities that you see, Michael, from the budget? Well, before I get into opportunities, a couple of other things in superannuation that's, um, and I guess it's part of opportunities too, Chris, and that is what Josh announced is the removal of what's called the work test of contributing money into superannuation. And that's from... Look, it's supposed to come in on 1 July 2022. There is talk that potentially it might be brought forward to 1 July 21. That may not be the case, but as it stands at the moment, it's likely to be 1 July 22. What the work test is, if you're to make a concessional contribution, so that's the amount you put into superannuation and claim a tax deduction. If you're over the age of 65, you need to have worked 40 hours in the last 30-day period. Now, that's been removed, so you don't need to meet that work test to get a concessional contribution in. Now, when you talk about opportunities, what that actually does, Chris, is it means that those listeners that are employing their spouses maybe on a smaller income, maybe five or six or $7,000, and they're in that age bracket from 1 July 22, it's actually 67, they're able to make concessional contributions as an employer, as the employee does not need to meet that work test and you can continue to pay super up to the age of 75, which is absolutely brilliant and I think a really, really sensible measure. In terms of housing, Michael, any changes or anything to be aware of there? Well, I guess this comes back to your point before, Chris, about some opportunities and this is what we're really seeing with our clients and that is the housing market. Look, I think if you go back to COVID 2020, and there was many predictions made by the major economists for each of the four major banks, and fair to say a number of those have got some egg on their face because they all predicted 
that the uh, property market in both uh, Sydney and Melbourne predominantly, which is you know, roughly 40% of the population, would drop by about 30%. Well, that hasn't happened, as you know, Chris, and the property market's extremely buoyant. There's no question about that. What's driving it? Uh, you'd have to say that interest rates have driven that. And, you know, if you look at rates at the moment, you've got a reserve bank rate of uh, 0.1%, a cash rate. It's almost irrelevant. In fact, it probably is. You look at some of the major banks' outlook for five years in fixing. I mean, you can get a five-year fixed rate at 2.29. I mean, that's extraordinary. But what it does do for the consumer and the purchaser, it gives them confidence that money's cheap to obtain and the rates aren't going to change for some time yet. And that's um, evidenced by uh, the Reserve Bank. Fun fact, Chris, if I can humour you for a minute, what do you think when the GFC hit in 2008 was the Reserve Bank cash rate? Well, it wasn't that long ago, but it kind of was, wasn't it? I, I can't remember. It was much higher than now. Definitely. And I asked this question at a presentation on Zoom not long ago, and a lot of people put their um, answers in the chat box, but it's quite extraordinary. It was 7.25. When you look back at 2008, the high water mark is 7.25 to where it is today at 0.1. It's an extraordinary drop. And um, historically, bank rates variable would be 2.5% above the cash rate. And, you know, rates are very low. I see the real opportunity of holding a property investment property with the rental yield and the after-tax cost for those listeners on the 47% tax bracket is very minimal. And it's playing the long game of holding that property. And it's all part of your wealth creation strategy. But I see it as a real opportunity. Well, it seems all too good to be true coming out of Canberra, but um, are there any things or anything that uh, listeners need to think about in terms of, you know, any dangers? Well, just on the housing market, I mean, it's okay to say money is cheap, but you need to be very, very careful that what you take on doesn't keep you awake at night. That's my strong message. Ensure that you're not biting off more than you can chew and uh, you can save the amount that you're paying off in that debt. You know, you could have a situation where you don't have a tenant, so that's an income stream gone. So you need to be very careful that you're not biting off more than you can chew. In terms of changes, look, there's some um, really huge changes coming in the risk insurance area of the market. More importantly, it's going to be affecting income protection policies, and, you know, that may be as soon as October this year or the following October. We don't know yet, but they are significant changes that will affect all brand-new policies after a certain date. And my strong message is that uh, people need to review those now. As soon as information comes to hand, Chris, I'll do another podcast to just to give information to those that uh, uh, what those changes are going to be, because it's really critical uh, that everyone who takes on their debt, we're talking about taking on debt, that they protect themselves uh, for worst case scenarios. Too many sad stories out in the marketplace right now. Mm. And we need to be uh, aware that we need to have that, um, that insurance in place. Mm. Anything that uh, listeners might need to do or think about you know, immediately or between now and the end of the year? Yeah, I think uh, speaking to your advisor is the most important to ensure that the level of income that you're earning at the moment is matched by your current income protection policy, your monthly benefit. If there's any changes to be made, do it because the changes aren't uh, that I've seen are not pretty. And uh, we need to make sure that everyone's got their... It's a bit like the um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the golden ticket, they don't make them anymore. So these policies that uh, all listeners have at the moment, after a certain date, they don't make any new ones. So keep the ones that you've got 
and make sure they're up to date. That's my message. Or you can pick up the phone and call me and I'll talk you through it. Michael Waycott, Director of the Bongiorno Group. Please remember, as this general advice has been prepared without taking account of your objectives, financial situation or needs, you should consider the appropriateness of this advice before acting on it. If this general advice relates to acquiring a financial product, you should obtain a product disclosure statement before deciding to acquire the product. RAC's Post-Op Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.